1: Joining us today is Ms. Jean Laura Chin, founder of Procom Advertising and Public Relations Agency and chairperson of the Digital Jamaica Foundation. Ms. Laura Chen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. The Digital Jamaica Foundation is on a permanent mission to help build Jamaica. What are the objectives, mission, and core values of the Digital Jamaica Foundation? and how important is it for these objectives to be met in the sphere of the
2: Jamaican landscape. Well, thank you, Keisha. At the Digital Foundation, we aim to invest in sustainable development programs for the sole purpose of building stronger and more resilient communities in the various countries in which the foundation operates. And our mission is that we aim to mobilize and distribute resources across Jamaican communities to improve education at the early childhood and primary school levels, increase access and opportunities for persons with special needs, stimulate sustainable entrepreneurial activity.
1: Okay, is the Digital Jamaica Foundation meeting the requirements and fulfilling the mandate of its founder and patriot, Dennis O'Brien?
2: We believe it is. Since our launch in 2004, Mr. O'Brien has invested over U.S. $40 million in our projects. And this has been a steady contribution year after year in the region of 2 million U.S. Our global chair, Maria Mulcahy, who is based in Ireland, oversees our budget on his behalf and receives their affirmation for the work of our dynamic staff Led by Shami Dan- Daniels and our supported board of directors.
1: Wow, Ms. Chin, uh US 40 million is quite a bit in the last uh, how many years? 17, 17 years? 17 years. So, Digital Jamaica has embraced charitable causes that are definitely relevant to the betterment of Jamaica and the development of our nation's people. Can you tell us what are some of the areas of focus? that impacts Jamaicans
2: in a meaningful way. Well, for education, which is one of our pillars, it is a bedrock of any developing country. We started Digital Foundation officially with the rebuilding of the Lake Spen Infant and Primary School in St. Catherine, and we have continued to build and renovate schools all over Jamaica. We partnered with the USAID for an education enrichment program and that program saw us exceeding our target of 85% literacy at lagging schools using special educational software, teacher training, and parenting guidance. We have also been assisting the Early Childhood Commission to upgrade infant schools for certification. Most recently, we sponsored the Column Building with State of the Art Design at the Alpha Institute formerly the Alpha Boys School. And for community development, we have been investing in entrepreneurship, in farming, and in environmental uh, projects. We have been giving micro-businesses that well-needed startup um, organizations like Raggle Roots Juices, Bonnegade Embroidery, Cooperative in St. Mary, who are now making masks because of COVID, woodworkers, screen printers. We have even partnered with, uh, with uh, Agent Sasco to set up a studio, music studio, for the young offenders at the Metcalfe Street Correctional Institute. Now, in the area of special needs, we target about, uh, so far, we have built over 11 schools are extensively renovating them. We have been supportive of Special Olympics from actually 2003, and we have partnered with the government to create their sports complex at Independence Park on Arthur Drive. So, definitely,
1: the Digital Foundation has been doing a phenomenal job in education, community development, and special needs. You mentioned uh, for the education sector, you've done quite a bit there in terms of giving back to the schools. Uh, Wasn't there a program that you gave uh, units for in the the schools like a library?
2: We we gave, um, we actually did a lot of really great science lab renovation. uh, one of them is uh, St. Catherine Harris, remember, uh, Mrs. Julia, who is game. came. We also did the mobile science labs for the smaller schools, and those have been, worked really well because you can move it from classroom to classroom. And now we are putting in uh, IT labs for schools as well.
1: Okay, you mentioned in the area of community development that you have assisted farmers. Uh, in what ways have you assisted them in terms of is it just funding or equipment, uh, can you give us a little more
2: detail about that? Funding, equipment and also management assistance. So for example we have brought in Dr. Knife from Mona, Mona School of Business and he has been assisting them to set up their business plans to ensure that their work is sustainable. I tell you, I went up to Peter's Rock to see a project of a farmer's cooperative. And not only are they farming, but they are also learning how to process their products so they can get it on the shelves. Okay, so
1: with all of the different areas of focus that the Digital Foundation participates in, how are the projects reviewed and what are some of the general criteria for
2: eligibility? Well, we have a Projects Approval Committee, so it's a very independent way. Nobody can call me or Mrs. Daniels up and say, hey, we need someone, it doesn't work like that. They go on the website and they fill out the application forms. We check for their commercial viability and sustainability. We look at the appropriate appropriateness of the project We look at the tangible benefits of the project in relation to the objectives of the foundation. So this committee
1: uh, gets together, reviews the projects and basically they give approval for funding. Uh, What are some of the funding approval limits? I know that with the foundation there should be some limits in terms of what they give to
2: persons who apply. That's right. So we have the smaller funds, the smaller grants which have called the Mecca Mokal. And Mecca make Mecca Mukle, every Mecca Mokle, Jamaican sin. So this is called a Mecca But for this year, which is Digicel's twentieth anniversary, we're calling that a twenty for twenty. And we're giving twenty grants to celebrate the twentieth anniversary of Digicel in Jamaica. And those grants have valued at six hundred and fifty thousand each. And so far um, we have granted seven. We have about five more right now in the pipeline. So we are looking forward in about a month or two to announce all 20 grants. Okay. Then we have the Build Jamaica grant. Okay. That's another category. Okay. That's $2 million per parish per year. And then we have special projects, which is one of those per year. So, for example, for this year, for last year, which went into this year, it was an Alpha Institute project.
1: Right, that's the one where you've partnered, partnered with Agent Sasko to do the most
2: No, process. that was okay. a smaller project, a studio. Okay. The one where we put out a brand new state-of-the-art school building at the Alpha Institute, which is really amazing, and you know, Alpha is a great of Jamaican music. Okay,
1: so how long does it take for projects to be approved? I know normally there has to be some kind of process from when you submit your application to having it reviewed for it to be approved. How long does the foundation normally take to ensure that the projects are approved? And one very important thing is to ensure accountability
2: on the part of the recipients. Right, so we do have a manager in charge of projects and that is Miguel Stepper-Williams. So when we get... Stepper. Yes!
1: Yes. step <laughs> Stepper, that is daughter who does that um,
2: really nice dub.
1: Yes, yes, ah. yes, he's a dub poet That's as bad. well. Ah.
2: So he receives these applications, he visits the sites, oh. and then based on that, he presents to the committee mm-hmm. the. The recommendations, the applications, with his insights, we review them. We ensure, for example, that it, it will have proper management. We check if there are um, our references. We check their banking history, because sustainability is so important. That history is extremely important to yes. see how they will manage the funds.
1: And how they will give account for how the money is spent.
2: Correct. Right. correct. so you have all of this. All as... of this, and then I would say it depends on how much more probing we have to do. So for the Mecca model, the 20 for 20, mm-hmm. those will take between one and two months. Uh, because, you know, those are very straightforward projects. Now for the Build Jamaica projects, those may take a little longer because, you know, you may have to travel and bring in your construction manager. Our construction manager is Colonel Campbell, mm-hmm. and he will look at the structure because many times this is for renovation. He will look to see what sort of foundation, how extensive this will be, and so that may take a little longer. But we ensure that every single application receives a response. Okay, so so you might not just leave hanging. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So they, they, in Jamaican parlance, the Digital Foundation has all their ducks in a row.
2: Absolutely, we do. <laughs>
1: yes. So Digital Jamaica Foundation has made special needs a pillar of your work. You mentioned earlier about the different initiatives that you have undertaken with special needs, with special Limits Jamaica. How inspiring is your partnership with the students, families? teachers and fellow activists for
2: special needs in Jamaica. Extremely inspiring. You know, when you work with folks like our special needs community, you get energy from them. Organizations like Special Olympics, led by Lorna Baylor; Jamaica Association for Autism, led by Kathy Chang, the Down Syndrome Foundation, the Step Center, the Ministry's Early Stimulation Program, you know, the Ministry of Labor and Social Security are a great partner for us. And Tonica Gunter Gale, she's an amazing woman. They are so committed, and the parents are relieved that there are educational opportunities for their children. And, you know, look at this farmers from Petersburg, well, that property I mentioned, right. they've now adopted the Maxwell Park Children's School. They have established a vegetable garden for them, and they go there and bring products for the home. So, they are doing so well now that they can pay it forward.
1: Okay, that's fantastic. In what other areas do you support special needs? Or, there's another organization that you're a part of, uh, you mentioned it briefly, it's called the CCRP.
2: Oh, the right, that is the organization for seniors that I founded. Yes. Okay,
1: is that in any relation to the Digital Jamaica Foundation? Well, actually, they
2: have been so generous, they have said that one of the 20 for 20 projects they are reserving for the elderly. Yes. But of course, many of our elderly do have special needs.
1: Fantastic. So yes. tell us a little bit more about CCRP what's the happening for? What is it that you do? And how is
2: the Digital Foundation? going to help with special needs for the elderly? Well, the GECI Foundation is always willing to look at any project that has to do with special needs. At CCRP Caribbean Community of Retired Persons, we have a membership of over 11,000. Now some of our members are young and working in their 50s, and some of our members are elderly, some of them are, are having hearing issues. Visual issues and so on. So they actually are taking assistance right now from like the Jamaican Society for the Blind and the Jamaica Association for the Deaf and Digital Foundation has been a faithful partner to those organizations.
1: Alright, you did mention that uh, some of the, uh, the senior citizens have special needs. I uh, wanted to tie in the association with the foundation.
2: Well, we have tried not to become too close because, you know, I'm chairman of one, and chairman of the other. So I am very uh, careful mm-hmm. that we don't mix the two organizations, but I know that if we give a project according to the guidelines of the, the Special Projects Committee, then they would look at it. And this is why it's so important for you to have proper governance and Digital Foundation is very, very high on governance. We're speaking about governance
1: and we're looking at over 1,325 projects completed since the Foundation's inception. This is a phenomenal impact for the Foundation in Jamaica. Give us an idea of the overall impact, if you can, in terms of statistics, in terms of reach, is it island-wide? What are some of the areas in Jamaica or places in Jamaica that the Foundation
2: has been playing its role? The reach is absolutely island-wide. We have done projects in every single parish of Jamaica. And what we look for are the greatest needs, so they may not be glamorous addresses. For example, Pear Tree River in Saint Thomas, we went through so many hills and glades to get there to establish the special needs school for them. But we haven't—we ensure that we don't look for the glamorous locations. We look for the neediest locations. For example, there is Jacob's Ladder in Monique run by Mustard Seed and a center of excellence was built there by the foundation. It's totally amazing. So when you look at it, these are new opportunities for over 600,000 Jamaicans. And think about the multiplier effect of their families who can benefit from these projects. And then of course there is massive increased awareness of special needs. Before COVID, we had over ten thousand Americans heading downtown in the night to do the Digicel 5K for special needs, and they were competing side by side with persons in wheelchairs, with Special Olympians, and you know it, it created such a more gentle, considerate community. And this is what we want people to have, respect for every single Jamaican. Their, their intellectual or physical disability should not define them. And this is what we look forward to, and this is what we work for. Right, you have
1: mentioned that the Digital Foundation has respect for every single Jamaican. In this pandemic, so many persons have been affected by the virus and so on. How has this affected the way in which the Digital Foundation operates?
2: Well, believe me, from last year, February, our team went to every single infirmary in Jamaica, every single parish, to distribute sanitizing equipment. We donated three sanitizing machines to the prisons of Jamaica, so that Cornwall, Middlesex, and Surrey each got one of these automated uh, systems to sanitize the prisons. We have donated US $1 million to the National Health Fund for the purchase of vaccines. We have donated $1 million to KPH for PPEs. That's Jamaican 1 million. We recently just donated Jamaican 2 million to the PSOJ initiative for COVID safety. So various equipment, PPEs, etc. that are needed. And also they'll be distributing food packages all over Jamaica to church groups, community groups, infirmaries, etc had tents set up outside of Digicel where we packed boxes, labeled them and delivered them all over Father who Lungs people got and um, the mother's union of the Anglicans got all over Jamaica. Even in Negro, the where they have this food uh um, this soup kitchen, St Anthony's soup kitchen, we were able to donate boxes of food products to them. So we we tried to respond. To whatever national emergency that comes up, and we try to respond in a very timely manner. And let me tell you, the enthusiasm of our team and of our board—it's remarkable. So, while
1: keeping safe, the Digital Foundation is ensuring that Jamaicans are also safe yeah. from the COVID-19 pandemic. And we've been putting in wash
2: stations where mm-hmm. they are. The Child Safety and Family um, Agency, Mrs. Rosalie Gage-Gray, she appealed to us, and we have been installing wash stations at children's schools, and we have installed wash stations at special needs schools over the past year. And some that work with a pedal, some with nursing for children in wheelchair. Um, you know, we've we ensure that they are modified for the needs of wherever we install our stations. So,
1: definitely outside of your focus areas, community development, education, and special needs, the Digital Foundation has been responding to national emergencies with enthusiasm and vigor to ensure that all Jamaicans are safe. Absolutely. How important? is the work of the foundation in transforming the lives of Jamaicans overall.
2: Well, you know, we are result-oriented. So, when we see special needs children taking their place in society, when we see a child who has gone through the ESP program and has gone so well that they can now transition into the regular school system because they have used the methods to help them to make that change, When we see our farmers improving their output and paying it forward, when we see organizations willing to partner with us because they see the professionalism of our staff, so we're partnered with USAID, UNICEF, the Queen's Young Leaders, the Office of the Children's Advocate, ECC, the Family and Children Protection Agency, and of course we believe in private public sector partnerships. So we have been partnering with the Minister of Education. We have been partnering with the Minister of Labor and Social Security. We have been partnering with the Ministry of Health. The Minister of Agriculture, those farmers markets that they have home. We co-sponsor with the Minister. We, the Ministry of Justice in helping with the prison system. We believe in private-public sector partnership. And we believe that whatever we can do as a foundation, for the development of the Jamaican people, we are committed to doing.
1: With these partnerships, uh, I know the U.S. Aid, the OCA, and quite a number of others. Where do you see the foundation growing to say the next five years? The pandemic perhaps will be over by then. You know, most persons are getting their vaccine. Where do you see? The development and growth of the foundation stay within
2: the next five years? Well remember that we focus on sustainability so we keep in touch with our beneficiaries and you know there are many we ensure for example that sports complex that we built for special olympics we are now in a program for the renovation of it to ensure that the courts are renovated the stands are renovated etc And that is a part of the sustainability of our project. So we do not just assist and leave. So we see, in the next five years, continuing on this path of sustainability and continuing to raise awareness, because of course there's still a lot of work to be done in that area for special needs to ensure that people do not get bullied because of their physical or intellectual ability. And um, we cannot wait for COVID to be over so that we can also be literally embracing our partners because we find that the children in our schools, special needs and otherwise, they are so appreciative. They always want to come and hug you, but of course we can't hug them. So we look forward to that day when once again we can hug them. So definitely. The Digital
1: Foundation of Jamaica has been embracing all areas of our Jamaican landscape. We see where every area of sustainable development has been touched in some way by the Digital Jamaica Foundation. Miss Lorraine, we want to thank you so much for sharing all the information about the wonderful work that the digital jamaica foundation is doing and we hope that you'll continue to impact the lives and betterment of jamaica and the development of our nations thank you for joining us today
0: on impacting jamaica thank you so much impacting jamaica was brought to you by the port authority of jamaica carib cement and the surgical foundation If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. you join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.